Welcome to The Abundance Journey, the show that helps spiritual entrepreneurs create an abundance mindset that accelerates revenue. Secretly, everything you experience in your life is actually abundance. Once you understand how to activate abundance, you find yourself in flow with your business and clients, so it's easy to create the revenue you want. The Abundance Journey is the only show that activates abundance for you, so you enjoy rapid results in your business. Here's your host, the Abundance Ambassador, Elaine Starling. Hi, this is Elaine Starling. I'm just absolutely going crazy here because I've got one of my favorite people joining me today. Azim Jamal is awesome. I absolutely love him. I want to talk to you a little bit about what he's up to because this guy is the founder of Corporate Sufi Worldwide, a company that's dedicated to inspiring and empowering leaders to achieve material success, blended with a deep sense of purpose passion, and happiness. And, you know, the thing about Azim that's just so different is that he is so committed to making a difference in the world that he's a very successful author. He speaks around the world and he publishes all of these highly acclaimed books. He's been a number one bestseller with Barnes and Noble. He has a co-authored book, The Power of Giving, that won the Nautilus Gold Award award in May 2009 for books that changes lives. Azim also has a brand new book out, which is why I was like, I got to talk to you like right away. I need to get my hands on this book. It's called Spark, Journey from Success to Significance. Azim, thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you. You are so always very positive and <laughs> you walk your talk of abundance. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you've written a lot of books, obviously, and this is a topic that you're very passionate about. Why did you have to write this another book? Why did you have to write Spark? I wrote this book for the past 25 years. I've been working with many successful people around the world. Uh, many young presidents, organization members, many entrepreneurs, organization members, and they're all very successful. To be a YPO, I think you have to have a minimum of 10 million revenue. You have to have 70 employees. You pay a big sum of money to be a member. So they are successful in the way we understand, most people understand success. But I still find that many of them have a room to improve as far as fulfillment, purpose, balance and inner deep happiness is concerned. And so I felt that what they really need is not success. Success is good, but it's not enough. They, what they need is significance. Mm. I love that. I love that journey from success to significance. You're absolutely right. And I'm so glad that you're writing this book because, yeah, we all need to get back that level of spark. We all need to understand how we can make a difference in the world and how we can really create change more rapidly in the world. So obviously, this is the abundance journey. So we're talking about abundance. Given what your book is all about, what Spark Journey from Success to Significance is about, how would you define abundance for that book, for the readers of the book? So bottom line is, when you go from success to significance, you are basically being successful yourself because, as, as you know, uh, the best way to help the poor is not to become one of them. So you have to become successful to be able to 
help others become successful. But once you become significant, that's when you make impact in people's lives. You're not only successful yourself, but you make others successful. So you're operating from an abundance mentality that I don't want to be selfish and be successful myself, but I also want to make others successful. I don't want to just be successful myself, but I also want to make impact in the world. So my life matters. My, my work matters. My, my success matters. And that in, indirectly gives me fulfillment, balance, happiness, you know, and purpose. So I love that. As you give, you create and you get back. I love that. And, you know, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of parallels with the book, The Happiness Advantage, where the author is saying that happiness comes first and then success shows up. And I'm hearing you say the spark comes first. You need to find the significance in your work, find the significance in your life, and live from that space. And that's what creates true success because you're defining it more as fulfillment. Am I right? Yes, it's, it's a connection of fulfillment, purpose, balance, and inner deep happiness, right? And when mm -hmm. I say spark, what do I mean? I mean, when you have a spark, you have a twinkle in your eye, your brows are unwrinkled, you have a smile on your face, your heart is open, there's an echo in your voice, there's a spring in your step, you're glowing and flowing and oozing with energy. And Elaine, you have it when I see you because you're always upbeat. Why? Because you live a life of significance. You know, you're successful, but you want to make others successful. And, and you feel so happy making others successful. And that's how your abundance is created. And that indirectly creates spark inside you. That is great. I love the way you describe it. And, you know, there are a lot of symptoms out there that people need more spark. When you step back, I mean, given the caliber of people that you're typically working with, you're looking with very high level, high success people. What is that? What's showing up for them that you can tell there's a hole, there's a gap, there's something missing? What, what are they experiencing on their end that is a clear indicator they need that spark? So I think, first of all, you know, uh, they're so engrossed in their business, the business takes over. So they're so consumed by business that by the time they come home, their mind is still very, very, very active and they're unable to disengage from what they're doing in the daytime and then bring the other part of their life, which is their family, their health, their spirituality, you know, their, their finance, their lifelong learning, takes a secondary kind of role in their life which makes it harder for them to find that deep balance, right? The corporate Sufi, right? You can be the corporate, but where is the Sufi in the corporate, right? The Sufi is the give back. The Sufi is the abundance. The Sufi is the, the spiritual part of you. The Sufi is the inner part of you, not the outside part of you. That sometimes is, is a gap. Yes. You know, you bring up a really good point. I heard it said just recently that you can't give what you don't have. And if you don't have that spark inside, you're not in a position to give it to the people you work with, to give it to your clients, to inspire your employees. You have to have that spark first. Absolutely. To inspire others, you have to be inspired yourself. To make others happy, you have to be happy yourself. You can't give what you don't have. So you have to create it for yourself before you're able to share it with others. And as you know, Elaine, being a parent or being a business person or being a leader, you cannot, people don't listen to what you say. They listen to what they see. You know, so parents are trying to tell kids a lot of things, but they don't listen to what you say, but they listen to what they see. 
you know, what kind of what kind of behavior you have. With words, you can only preach. With action, you teach. So what's your action? So when you earn the spark, you can embody the spark. You can walk the spark. You can talk the spark. You can, you know, walk, talk, breathe, sleep, die the spark, right? <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. But, you know, Azim, one of the things that I've noticed, and we, I know we've had this conversation before, but I always love to get your insights because you're growing so rapidly with all of the work that you do and all the people you work with. You have so many great insights. So I'm going to ask you this question again. There's always something that has to change internally before we experience a shift on the outside in the external world. What are you noticing that leaders really have to be willing to do to go inside and look at what they can change? What has to change on the inside for the outside to change? So two things. One is that, you know, um, meditation is a very powerful uh, way to do that. And, uh, and uh, writing a journal every day. Because when you meditate, you're going inside and you're going inside and you're going inside, seeking for that power within you, not outside you. And journaling allows you to have heightened awareness, not just self-awareness, but heightened awareness. And you know, my message about Spark is, Spark does not depend on what's outside you. It does not depend on the economy. It doesn't depend on the war in Ukraine. It doesn't depend on COVID. It doesn't depend on anything else. Uh, what my spouse says or whoever else says to me something, it depends on what's inside you. So no matter what happens outside you, your inner spark is not affected because you're not allowing the spark to be depending on outside factors, on external factors. You're depending on your spark with what is inside you. And, and I think meditation, you know, is one of the most powerful ways to tap into your power within. And of course, the journal writing allows you to really not just see things, but observe them. Mm -hmm. Seeing is one thing, observing is another. Seeing is you're looking at symptoms. Observing is you're going to the root issue. Yes. And you know, it's, it's amazing to me how often senior level people think that they are better served by just working nonstop and they don't give themselves time to nourish themselves. But as you're saying, you know, in order for the spark to happen, it's from the inside out is the way it flows. And so taking the time to meditate, taking the time to journal makes a huge difference. I cannot wait to get my hands on this book because I, I always love to spark more and more. And I can't wait to read the entire book and all the processes that are involved. But could you give us a little hint? Could you share like one or two little baby steps? Besides the journaling and the meditation, but when you look at creating that spark, what's something that we can do to get the ball rolling? So, you know, uh, before the end of this year, uh, last year, towards the beginning of this year, my daughter who lives in Kenya is doing some social work in Kenya after working for Johnson Johnson, managing five countries as a brand manager, doing all the stuff that corporate people do, left everything at the age of 28 and went to Kenya to start her own foundation and doing some social work. So she put some friends home who are all doing social work in Kenya. And so we were having a chat and then I asked, uh, they were talking about New Year's resolution. So I told them my daughter last year when I asked her in January 2022 about her New Year's resolution, she said, I only have one word. I said, one word? What the hell, Sahar? She said, my word, her word was intuition. I'll leave my life with intuition. So I like that. So last year, I put my word as authentic. 
So this year we were going around and asking everybody, what's your resolution? So when it comes to my turn, I told them my resolution is very simple this year, that my resolution is going to be I'm going to leave one day at a time. And each day I'm going to judge my day by asking myself, was this the happiest day of my life? And was this the most impactful day of my life? If my day was the most happiest day of my life, fantastic. If my day was the most impactful day of my life, fantastic. If it wasn't, how can I improve? So to me, that simple thing I'm doing has become so amazing that, uh, that it's been a game changer in my life. In fact, when I was in Puerto Rico recently, and on 29 January, uh, I just remembered I met my wife 20, 37 years ago. So I wrote her a nice note that 37 years ago, I met a lady from India who changed my life forever, right? And what she has done for me, my mom, dad, my grandmother were with us. She treated them as if they were their own, her own. She gave me two priceless gifts of Tofik and Sahar, my two kids. And also, when I changed my career, I was struggling a lot. I wasn't doing well. But her and my business partner, Ken, supported me by running the accounting professional businesses, which I was a partner of before. And so, you know, her coming in my life has been a significant impact. But by writing that in the end of the day, I said, I was made me feel happy to say that to her. And basically, I said that not only to her and my family chat with my sons and daughter, but also to my whole big family of 35 people, to my mother's family of 35 people and her family of 35 people, I shared that message. And I think she felt very special about that. But it made me feel happy, but I also made impact in her life. So by doing that and measuring how I can leave significance day by day, not wait till, uh, you know, who knows, I may not be around by the time I wait. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, you know, it's really interesting that you say there's one word that you can pick, one word that really embodies the experience you want to have for the year. And for me, my word this year is definitely gratitude. I, when thought, I, I, thought, you, I thought you'd say abundance, but gratitude. I know, but done. <laughs> the thing is, one of the things that I realized, and it was just a few weeks ago that this really came to me, gratitude is the doorway you have to step through before you can experience anything else you want. You step through gratitude to experience love. You step through gratitude to experience joy. You step through gratitude to create abundance. And until you are in gratitude for things, you don't get what you really want. And every single moment is an opportunity to be grateful for something. We just have to dig a little deeper to figure out what could I be grateful for in this moment? How does this serve me? How does this grow me? Beautiful. You know, I, I have a line which I use. Uh, I say, I want what I have, and I aspire for what I want. Let me repeat. I want what I have. I want my family, my health, my work, my everything. But I aspire for what I want. People say, but isn't it uh, confusing? I say, no, it's not confusing. I'm saying I want everything I have now, which I'm grateful for, but I also have goals to aspire for something that makes me wake up in the morning to do and do something, to achieve something. But it starts with gratitude, absolutely, right? Yes. And, you know, it's interesting that you share that because one of my mentors, Deborah Poneman, shared a question with me. And she's like, you ask this question whether your day is horrible or your day is great. Just always ask this question. How can it get even better than this? It's a two-part question. How can it get even better is acknowledging to the God of your understanding that right now there are a lot of blessings happening in your life. There are many, many things you are already grateful for. And 
How can it get even better than this is saying, and I'm ready for even more. So bring in all the opportunities that are there for me. I love that question. How can it get even better than this? And you know what the answer was? I get to talk to a Zoom. Yeah. Very kind. You're very kind, Gracious. One of my colleagues uh, who has endorsed my book, uh, Sparks, A Journey from Success to Significance, his name is Harvey McKay. He wrote the book, Trim with the Shots. He has a line, he says, you know what's the biggest room in the world? It's called Room for Improvement. <laughs> I like that. We, we all have a room for improvement to get better and better and better. And that that's powerful because, you know, you never become complacent. You never sit back and you realize I can do better, even better, yeah. as you say, right? Yes, yes. Well, I can't wait to get my hands on the book. It launches tomorrow and I am going to get one hot off the presses. I am going to read it right away and I'm going to leave you a video endorsement. And so I'm going to also include a link um, on my website, a link on my social media posts. I will send out a link to everyone so they can get a copy of the book. Anyone who leaves an endorsement for Azim's new book, Spark from Success to Significance, Journey from Success to Significance, if you leave an endorsement and you send me an email with a copy of the endorsement, I will send you a free gift. Okay? I'll, I'll I, will do, I will do the same. And, uh, and especially if they put in the Amazon.com reviews. So I'll, yes. I'll be happy to send some, them, some good gift for them as well. Yes. Excellent. And I'll make sure that that information is available in the show notes. This is also going to be a podcast and video show. And I'll add it below this video so you can find all the information, all the freebies. Now, Azim... With the Abundance Journey, we always turn the table on our wonderful guests because we love to support you. You are doing so many amazing things in the world. What can we do to help you right now? Thank you. Can I can I answer that question by just sharing two quick stories, small stories? Sure, please okay. do. So my wife, I've been married with her 36 years. Same wife, one wife, and it's a gold medal by itself, but it's been a wonderful journey. But we were recently in Kenya with my daughter, and we went to a resort called Lamu. Okay, and now my wife has read all my nine books before. She knows everything I talk about. You know, at some point she can talk about what I talk about in her sleep, so... You know, so when I wrote my 10th book, I did not expect her to read the book because she knows it all. So my daughter had brought the book at the, at the resort and she left it on the dressing table. And my wife picked up the book, maybe just kind of, and she read cover to cover in one go. Now, to me, that was amazing because I never, I didn't expect her to like even look at it because she knows everything, right? Because she's been with me 36 years. And then I gave a book to a friend of mine in South Africa. You know, um, I had met this fellow. My friend is Salim, and Salim had taken me to a golf course. So there was a fellow called George, who is a very successful businessman. You know, we had breakfast together, and then we had dinner once with uh, George's wife and Salim's wife. So in South Africa, my client had published some books to give it over to, the, to his clients. So I had some books. So I gave two books to Salim, and I said, one is for you, one is for George. Salim said, Azim, George will not read the book. I said, just give it to him because his wife is writing a fiction and she may be interested. So anyway, I gave the book to him. And then next day, George writes me a message. He says, Azim, uh, Salim gave me the book. Thank you. Actually, I started reading it. I'm, I'm on my first chapter and I'm enjoying it. So I told <laughs> Salim that. And Salim said, I'm surprised that he's doing that. Next day, George writes to me and says, Azim, 
I read the book cover to cover in just two days. I've never read the book so fast in my life, and I wanted to read some more. So these two stories tell me that the book is a fable. It's a story that hooks you. You know, you start the story, and there are six things in the book. There's a story of Steve Harmon, who's trying to become successful, more successful, but in the end realizes he wants to be significant. So the, the story runs in each chapter. In each chapter, the spark is an acronym. S is for service, P is for purpose, A is for attraction, R is for resilience, and K is for knowing. So he he wants to be a CEO of a major company, and he makes his big deal. That was his shoe to become the big big, uh, big, uh, uh, title he wants. But he's sent to India to meet the founder for a purpose he doesn't want to go, but he doesn't have a choice. So when he's going there, he goes through five accidents. In the first accident, he goes and learns about service. In the second accident, he learns about purpose. The third accident, he learns about attraction. In the fourth, he learns about resilience. In the fifth, he learns about knowing. So each of this, and each chapter goes on. And after the story, we pause. We talk about service. What does service mean? Why service makes you create a spark? Because you're in the mode of giving, in the mode of abundance, and you create spark. And then we have some workbook exercises in the book to talk about how do you start becoming service-oriented and ask yourself some questions. Second chapter is about purpose and so on and so forth. So there are four things in each chapter. And at the end of the book, I share my own story in five pages, which resembles the lawyer's story and how I went in my, serve, in my journey to have these five uh, things sparked in my life. So there are six things in the book altogether. And uh, yeah, so the question, to answer your question, read the book. And if you, are, if you are inspired by the book, share it with others. So you create abundance for others and abundance for yourself. Yeah, I think it needs to be something a little bit more. I think that it would be really great for people to do a quick summary of how they're creating spark in their own life and um, post it, post it back to Azim, you know, um, Azim, do you want to share your URL with us right now and how we can get in touch with you? I think I sent you by email all the links at the bottom, if you can share that. Okay, <laughs> close my email at the moment, but not to worry. We'll put it in the comments below this video, and I'll make sure that everything you need to contact Azim is in the show notes for the podcast and video show. Azim, you are amazing. As usual, I love your energy, and I, I so appreciate what you're doing in this world to help create that spark in all of us. Thank is there you. anything else you'd like to say before okay. we no, finish? Thank you. I, I want to appreciate what you do. And uh, you have a spark, and uh, you have, you're, you're working your talk about abundance. So keep up your wonderful work. Appreciate you, um, you know, being always energetic and giving and abundant in your life. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, it's so nice to have two people having some kind of kindred spirit talking to each other. So thank you so much. Azim, thank you so much for joining me today. You are a huge blessing. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you. Okay, then I'm just going to move right into the Activate Abundance sequence. So are you ready to activate abundance in every single area of your life? You can get in flow with your business and your clients. It's as easy as you can imagine to create the kind of revenue you really want in your business. You can join me for the Abundance Journey six-week training and coaching program that help you turn your problems into prosperity. Just visit theabundancejourney.com to sign up for our next adventure.
do this process at the end of every single interview because I want you to learn how to activate abundance in every single area of your life. I want you to activate abundance when you talk to yourself in your own head, when you're talking to somebody else, when you're in a meeting, activate abundance. It will transform your life. There are five steps. The first step is gratitude. I am so grateful that I get a chance to connect with Azim. This guy is really high profile. I got to tell you, this is like getting a chance to have a conversation with the president of the United States or something. I mean, seriously, he is that big a deal. And he's willing to take time out from his busy day to talk to me? I mean, wow, I'm so grateful. And besides, I always learn so much from Azim. He's, he's so heart-centered and so warm and so loving and so charismatic. I just love him as a role model and that I get to spend time with him. I'm very grateful for that. And of course, now our energy and your energy is connected to Azim's. So he's lifting you up at the same time. How can it get even better than this? <laughs> All right. So that's step one is gratitude. Step two is acknowledge something you heard that kind of was an aha for you. And for me, the aha was that spark that Azim was just talking about. And he was emphasizing how the spark happens inside you first, because you can't give what you don't have. And so often we make the mistake of thinking, well, when it's done out there, once I've achieved this big goal, then all will be well. But the way you create that goal is you create a spark inside you. And that's how the goal shows up, is through creating the spark. So I want to acknowledge the power of the spark. And step three is appreciate the difference it can make in my life when I choose to implement what he was just talking about. Because he went through what the acronym SPARK stands for. I'm going to read the book and take some notes and make sure that I'm following those instructions because I see how it helps me shift my attitude and shift my behaviors shift my beliefs about myself because it stops making life all about me and instead it allows life to flow through me out to others so i'm enriching my life by enriching the life of others and that makes it a whole lot easier it takes a lot of the burden off me because i just need to show up and be my best possible self that i can be that makes all the difference in the world Okay. Step four is where we activate abundance. And you have two options to activate abundance. One of them is you pull out your calendar and you actually put time on the calendar to take an action step that you decide you were going to take. Now, for me, that action step is going to be, I'm going to read Azim's book this week and shoot a video endorsement for the book and put it on Amazon. And I'm going to make sure that I've got a free gift ready to go for everybody who joins me in providing a review on Amazon for Azim's book. So that's going on my calendar. That's one option. The second thing, which I'm, I'm going to do both instead of just one or the other. The second thing is to have an anchor. So that's where maybe you tug on your ear as a reminder before you go into a meeting. Hey, I'm the spark here. And this person is a spark for me. I'm going to find the spark in the person I'm talking to, and I'm speaking with that spark. That's the connection that I'm making, because there's nothing like two sparks coming together to just make everything explode into beauty. How can it get even better than this? I love that question. Okay. Step five is celebrate your progress. 
Look at how far you can come and how fast it happens, right? All it takes is having a random conversation with a powerhouse like Azim, checking out his book, reading his book, adopting some of the processes that he recommends, the practices that he includes in the book, noticing how the spark is showing up in your own life and reminding yourself to be the spark every single day. I love this five-step process, Activate Abundance, because honestly, it will shift everything in your life because this is the fastest way for you to anchor in key pieces of knowing so that you can embody it, you can act in alignment with this new belief. And when you show up that way, you're magnetic, you're charismatic, you're irresistible. People want to support you. And that's how things start to just naturally unfold for you. You don't have to have all the answers right now. You have to have the spark. Okay. It starts with a spark. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you again soon. You've been listening to the Abundance Journey Show with Elaine Starling. Visit theabundancejourney.com slash podcast gifts to access today's gift as well as gifts from our other guests. Tune in every week to activate abundance in your life and business. If something resonated with you, please share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Keep activating abundance and we'll see you in the next episode.